buttered sausage. That's not your jam. It's not your thing. You don't like it? It's not my jam. I don't buy jam. I buy honey, and I kiss it on the lips. You want to go to war? You got a war. You started it. We going to finish. Fam, so Dan Destroyer with you once again with a solo episode. Um, Chris and I were supposed to record an episode together yesterday, but he was not feeling good, so uh, we went ahead and canceled that, and we'll we'll pick it up another day. So uh, had some stuff to uh, cover real quick. Uh, one of which that's been making uh, some news in the wrestling world is the huge. WWE UFC merger, now known as TKO. And uh, the uh, layoff of over 100 employees. Now, the 100 employees includes executives and such. But there are at least, I think at last count at least, were 15 people on the WWE roster that were wrestlers and uh, NXT stars. So, the biggest one that surprised me was Dolph Ziggler. Never been a huge fan, but he's always been a staple of the company. And uh, that kind of kind of surprised me. Um, let's see. I've got a short list here. And uh, here we go. We have Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Sheldon Benjamin, Riddick Moss, Aaliyah, Dana Brooke, Rick Boggs, Deba Kato, Mustafa Ali, Emma, Top Dollar AJ Francis. I just realized Emma. Did Emma come back? Did I miss that? See, this is what I get for not really watching a lot of WWE at all. Is there's stuff I missed, and I, I will probably not be watching it much more now after. All right, so okay, uh, go away. Uh, top Dalla, AJ Francis, Mace, Mansoor, Shaky, Shanky, Quincy Elliott, Bryson Montana, Ulisa Leon, Daniel MacArthur, Kevin Ventura Cortez, Alexis Gray, Brooklyn Barlow, uh, Eichmann Giro. Matt Riddle, that was the last one I had heard of, and apparently there were two more after him. Uh, Abdul Abadi, Fitzgerald, and Melanie Brzezinski. So, at least as of today, Monday, that was the people <clears throat> that have been laid off, as far as wrestlers, NXT people. So, who knows? Lists still could grow. We've known them to do that before so like I said I expected some that was a little bit bigger than I figured I figured they'd trim some fat but that's that's a little more than trimming some fat 
so and uh yeah so that's what i'm uh, i'm gonna start calling my segment called the half-ass news because usually i have about half of everything and if you want to know more you probably ought to go on google and, and google it and check out more for yourself but so there was that um AEW, to be honest, I have not been following as much lately. I did watch some of Collision last night from Saturday. Um, I got as far as the Hook RVD versus uh, Big Daddy. And, uh, yeah, oh shit, I forgot the other guy. Yeah, the other guy's formerly of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Those two, yeah, I got I got as far as that match, and that was about it. Um, I don't know with the. I, I don't know. It seems like with, although a lot of people would disagree with me, but to me, with CM Punk gone, it seems like a lot of the air was let out of the room, so to speak. Um, a lot of the matches they're doing right now, I'm, I'm just not quite as excited about. Um. Hopefully that'll change, but that's honestly just kind of where I'm at at the moment. So, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully that'll change. I know, I know it will for me eventually. Just at the moment, I'm almost kind of taking a break, I guess. That's one thing sometimes with wrestling is it's so much you kind of, at least for me, I need to take a break every so often, step back a little bit, and then get get back into it again, so... And uh, let's see, what else do I want to cover real quick? I know I had some stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I wrote down a Daryl Dixon review. Uh, I did watch that some more. Um, I'm, I would recommend it. I'm not going to spoil a lot of it for you. It's uh, pretty good. Uh, Nicotero's writing and direction is pretty good. Um... They do kind of throw some twists. Even for me, I'm really bad about predicting stuff about with movies and shows about where it's going and what's going to happen. And and while I sometimes have been predicting a lot of what's going to happen, it's not until it's like almost a minute or two before it happens. I, it's nowhere. I'm not calling it anywhere near as far than before. So it, it makes for an interesting show. So. I, I would recommend it if you're a fan of, especially the early Walking Dead. If you're, you know, like one of the, you know, kind of gate creaky period. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, to me, I did like earlier episodes a lot better than The Walking Dead. After a while, it did. I am one of those people that sometimes I think sometimes with shows, there should be a certain point where they just kind of stop. I think uh, Preacher was a good one of those. That just stops. Um, also, if you hear a purring or something, my cat has decided that it is going to lay right next to me while I do this. And she is purring off and on and flipping around. And I think she thinks I'm talking to her. So, I don't know. But if you if you hear purring, it's, it's her. So, so uh, let's see. Uh, Saturday from person personal personal level 
Uh, I went and saw the, uh, oh, it's got a full, the Wyandotte Cruising something, or Wyandotte County Cruising and something. Uh, it's basically, it's the Upper Sandusky car show. So, as a kid who grew up going to car shows and swap meets, basically at least... I wouldn't say every weekend, but there for a while, I think at one point it was every other weekend, and I could probably at least say once a month or every two months, depending on the season, going to car shows, going to swap meets. Uh, at an early age, I became very jaded about looking at cars as far as I'd seen a lot of good ones, so it took a lot to impress me as far as vehicles go, so... As I've gotten older, I've gotten a, a little less jaded, but I've also saw I've seen a lot of quality cars in my lifetime, as far as you know the old classics go. But the one thing I like about Upper is there is a little bit of everything up there, and uh, it goes across the board. There's you know guys that are trying to completely do bone stock, you know, and and it looks good. Um, guys that are trying to modify and customize to an extent, and some of those look really good. So, it's one of the car shows I still, I actually enjoy going to. So, usually the wife and I will head up and we'll walk around. We don't go, we don't go as early as we used to. Because in a lot of ways it does, it does swell, it tires you out. Especially her and I have both had, I've had problems with my leg, which I've been trying to build up again. I've been going on walks again more, just trying to strengthen stuff up. And, uh. She's had a problem with her ankles. I don't know if she rolled it at work or something, but it kind of seems like it. So I still managed to walk around quite a bit, but by the time we were done, I was very tired, and so was she. But uh, it, it was fun. And uh, like I said, great thing about that is, honestly, you don't even really have to walk around if you like get tired, if you're, like say, older or whatever. Um, you can usually grab a bench and just kind of let most of them cruise past you because most of them will get out and cruise again, you know, at, at intervals, and like I said, it was, it was pretty neat, uh, a couple of highlights that I remember right off the top of the bat, uh, someone brought their deuce and a half out, and, uh, they retro, I, I had noticed they had retrofitted the headlights with LEDs, so, to me, that was actually kind of interesting, um, and they threw a skeleton in the passenger seat, and they did a little Kilroy decal on the hood, and then, uh, there's a couple of rat rods out there I thought were pretty cool. And then uh, there was a guy that had an old, older Dodge truck, and uh, it was done in like a light lime green paint, and it, he called it Oscar the Grouch, and he had you know Oscar the Grouch and a uh, airbrush on the side of it, and then yeah, on the uh, bumper he had like what looks like a weight bumper that they used to do uh, like sled poles and stuff with. And uh, he had Oscar the Grouch in that weight tray as well. And then, uh, yeah, this thing, it idled. And my wife said, she goes, I'm pretty sure that thing idled at seven miles an hour. And it sounded like, it It definitely sounded like they probably did pulling with the way the engine loped and everything. So that was pretty neat. And uh, I'm trying to think, there was not too much JDM stuff up there. Because like the one year... Somebody had the first year of Skyline that Nissan made from Japan, and that was pretty impressive. 
it was it was a small small car, but to me it was still impressive. And uh, this year there was a, there was somebody that had a uh, uh, Nissan two forty, but it was uh, first of all like the bumper was still in primer, and I was like, where's the zip ties? But because uh, there's no zip ties on it, but uh, it was a manual that was or no, it was a automatic transmission. So that was that was a little bit of a bummer. So it didn't look terrible otherwise though. Um, wasn't too bad a car. And then uh, there was a guy that had a uh, oh shit, uh, was it Nissan three hundred? God, I can't remember. But it also had uh, came turbo from the factory because it also said it had turbo stitched into the seat so it was red uh apparently an older gentleman owned it but really clean looked nice sounded good but uh yeah there was a lot of interesting vehicles up there and uh it's always an interesting time and then we uh stopped at uh don tomaso's to eat which is a recommend highly recommended restaurant for me and uh upper it's it's a little it's a little higher scale but it's still very affordable. Food is very, very good. Uh, we actually like to get their pizza. So, and uh, that's what we got. And then I was really bummed because I was when we got home, I was trying to get on the door. And the uh, pizza that was left was in a uh, kind of one of really floppy, cheap containers that, you know, you, you just barely push down the plastic on it and it's, it might hold. So, yeah, it got near the door, and I got it got loose out of my hands, and I tried to catch it, and that made it worse. And then it flopped onto the ground in a pile of leaves and other debris, which, uh, that was a bummer. You know, the only thing is, uh, yeah, the bunnies I have that run around on my property probably greatly enjoyed it, I'm sure. So, it was gone the next morning, that's for sure. Something found it and ate it, so. But, yeah, that was kind of a fucking bummer as soon as... As soon as that happened, I wasn't too happy about that. But what can you do? You know, that shit happens sometimes. So let's see, uh, car show. Um, oh man, I can't really think of much else that's going on. I do want to kind of talk about, like I said, I talked about before about doing the album breakdowns, and I still think I might. I'm still trying to feel it out whether. People are really going to like be interested in that or not. Uh, tell you what, if you are, or if you aren't, go ahead and email me at punkoffpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that was punkoffpodcast at gmail.com. Punkoffpodcast is all one word. No gaps or spaces, gaps. Oh, Yeah! So, uh, let's see, with that being said, uh, oh, yeah, uh, I am eventually going to do, along with the whole music thing, basically do some episodes here and there where, uh, I choose a friend that has been in multiple bands, and then uh, I am going to basically just go through their bands on the podcast from start to finish that they've been in and we'll announce them you know we'll probably at some point check in on them 
you know, towards the end of the episode or whatever. Let's see, see what's going on with uh, the bands that are doing everything else now. So, whether or not that's me actually talking to them or just, you know, they're relaying a message to me. But uh, I figured I knew enough people in bands that it would be a cool way to help them out. So, and I'm sure you can hear the cat snoring now. Yeah, you can hear those squeaking. Um, so something else I thought about doing down the road was uh, bad neighbor stories. So I think I have probably indirectly told a few bad neighbor stories before. And because uh, I've had different ones around me because they've been rental properties. And uh, actually right now I don't have too many complaints about the neighbors I have. They're pretty decent. So, but once... I've had before were just terrible. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to decide which, which story to tell today. Um, I, I, I have plenty. Um, let's see. I think, uh, <clears throat> well, here's a good one, and this is, this is a very short one. Uh, we had a lady that lived across the street from us that decided she was going to quit paying her garbage bill. So the... I'm trying to think if she was here four years or... Or... Uh, we're, we're four years. Uh... So yeah, I guess uh, stories. I do have one that involved Mr. Schindorf and one of my neighbors. Uh, there was a woman that lived across the street that had best point feral boys. They weren't very old, and they had not been taught. I don't think any manners or anything as far as how to act. And so it was like, uh, they were about as wild as the dog that they also had. So, but, uh, and I wish I could remember the whole dialogue. I've, it's actually written down on Facebook somewhere in my memories. But, uh, Mr. Shindor stopped over to see me real quick and he was on his head, rode his motorcycle. So him and I were standing out in my driveway talking and the kid kind of wandered over. And uh kid was sitting there looking at it, and he was like, nice bike. And Jimmy goes, oh, okay. thanks, bud. You know, just trying to be cordial, but still holding a conversation with me. And uh, so Jimmy's sitting there, him and I are talking, and he's still trying to keep an eye on the kid. And finally, he, uh kid's getting ready to touch the bike, and Jimmy's like, bud, don't touch the bike. It's, it's hot. Don't want you to burn yourself. He does that about two or three times. Jeremy keeps trying to, no, bud, you're going to burn yourself. You know, don't do that. And then finally the kid's like, says something to the effect of, my daddy says as soon as he's getting out of jail, he's getting himself a bike. 
he's going to get himself a Harley. And Jeremy goes, yeah, that sounds about right. And just went back to talking with me. Just, I forget, I forget what else it was. It was about five, five more minutes of shit. But it was, it was hilarious on my side at least. And yeah, thank God the kid left him alone some more. Because I think, well, I know Jeremy came over at least once or twice since the uh, kid had lived over there. So. So yeah, that's the bad neighbor story for this week. I've got a, a couple more. Like I said, the bad thing is it's usually just trying to decide which one to tell. Which one's going to be more entertaining for the week. So, uh, with that being said, I uh, really don't have much more. We'll show him Chinese boxing. Yeah, Chinese boxing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, with various gaps in here. Sorry, I keep thinking of other stuff that if I wanted to cover or not. But uh, that should do it. So yeah, upcoming show, I'll do a friend spotlight where I cover the bands they've been in over the years and talk about that some. I think that'll be kind of interesting. So, uh, other than that, uh, Pirate of Podcasting, signing off.
wrong with you people? <laughs> you dumb bastard. <laughs>